I'm Joshua Roberts of Biz News, and with me today is Opportune Investments founder Chris Logan. We've been doing the Biz News share shootout since the beginning of the week. Corky Coyman came out. Just he gone. chose Capitech. Pitful Yun came out earlier. He chose Sassel. Now it's Chris Logan's turn. Chris, looking forward to 22. What JSC companies are on your shopping list for Christmas? Yes, thanks a lot, Justin. Um, I've gone with a low-risk pick in Zida. Um, and I've opted for quite a low-risk play because I think there's a high degree of uncertainty, you know, given the fact that markets have run hard. We possibly faced with a rising interest rate environment, rising inflation and, and weak growth. And Zeta should be largely immune to this. Um, it's a, about a five billion market cap company, trading at about three rand twenty-one, and it's got an NAV of four rand fifty-three. And within that four rand fifty-three, about there's about one rand thirty-three of cash or near cash. Um, they've been under cautionary um, since. Um, April of this year, and the cautionary relates to receiving approaches, a number of approaches to buy their investee companies. Um, and so far, they've sold one of them or, or announced via SENS the sale of one of them, being the logistics company for about 1.5 billion, which is just over a rand a share. And um, once all the paperwork's done, they've talked about returning the proceeds from that sale to shareholders. So just um, from what they're likely to receive from the logistics group and the existing cash, one could easily envisage receiving a dividend or return of capital of over a rand. And then the good news is they're still under cautionary. So it, it's quite possible they could sell either Capespan or the other big play being Zod, or both. Uh, and then you receive, you know, a substantial amount of cash back. The only other asset is um, Carp Agri, which is a very well-run specialist retailer, which is, uh, you know, um, benefiting from a big recovery in earnings and consistent earnings growth. And it too is under cautionary at the moment relating to acquisition. So I think it's realistic to expect that during the course of 2022, you could get back close to 453 or all of it. And um, to me, that equates to a good low risk bar in an uncertain market. Um, you know, it's not going to double but you could easily be looking at 50% up on where it is now, which I think is not bad. So, Chris, are the Zeta management looking to dispose of the investee companies to make sure that that 4 and 50 NAV that they talk about in the books actually matches up as 4 and 50 rather than the 3 rand 20 that the market is valuing those assets at? Absolutely. And... So that's, that's why they're under cautionary. They've received approaches. They're not looking to dispose. They actually received approaches from third parties. So, and, you know, so far the logistics group, they've announced the sale of that. It's still subject to, as I say, a shareholders meeting, some paperwork. 
But uh, I think behind the scenes, it seems as if PSG, you know, who's the controlling shareholder, Zida, you know, is no longer so enamored <laughs> with, you know, having listings on the JSC and, um, you know, looking at returning capital to shareholders. It, it's, it's a bit sad, but I think that's what's happening behind the scenes. And But shareholders should benefit off the three rand 20 base Zida is currently at. Chris, when you told me your pick, I did some due diligence myself. I saw there were question marks over management. Has there been a management overall? And, and what were the management not doing that the criticism came about? Uh, yes, there has been an overhaul. The, the previous CEO uh, resigned. Um, in some ways, it was a natural progression because their biggest holding was Pioneer. And you know, they also sold that out to, to Pepsi, Pepsi and paid the proceeds emanating from that to shareholders with a big special dividend. And then they also sold Quantum, an egg producer. So there's been a lot of disposal happening in their portfolio. Um, and, you know, in some ways, the company is not nearly as big as it is. And, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know the particular peculiarities relating to the change in CEOs. But the new CEO has shown himself to be competent and hands-on. I've been pretty impressed by him. And um, as I say, the, the values they've attached to their assets have generally always been realized in sales. So it, it, it looks a, a good pick. Chris, we were chatting off air. You had another pick, Storage, uh, Real Estate Investment Trust. Yes. Um, it's, it's a REIT in, involved in storage, as, as the name implies. And it's shown itself to be immune to economic downturns and COVID. They recently reported great results. There's only nine other storage REITs globally. And they are by far the cheapest of all of them. Um, they highlight that they're trading at um, half the rating in terms of price to NAV of their UK peers. They've got about 40% of their asset base in the UK where they're growing spectacularly. And um, it, it's on a something like an 8.6% forward yield, which is growing as their uh, distributions grow. So it's, it's what I'd call, call a low-risk uh, buy. Um, at some stage, there could be a value unlock if they choose to spin out or list their UK operations, which are, you know, not much values placed on it. Um, the, the management are young and they founders. They started the company. Uh, so they've got a long way, runway ahead of them. And it's a specialist REIT. And as I say, storage has been the best sector, subsector in the REIT space by far, consistently, uh, globally, over the last number of decades. It's, it's been a wonderful place. Uh, part of it is because there's a strong op operational overlay of digital marketing. And, you know, it's not just a pure property place. So these things tend to command... Uh, premium price to NAVs and they 
deliver premium growth. And storage as a business, I was also doing my homework before this, where they've got a competitive advantage on a lot of their competitors, specifically in South Africa, is where they're placed. They're placed in residential areas where it's convenient if there's leftovers from your house in order to store that up. Is that part of it, that there's no real competitor within the South African environment, or would you disagree? Certainly, they've... um they're the dominant player in South Africa. And with the benefits of scale, you're able to, you know, specialize and develop your competence uh, in areas like digital marketing, which are so critical to driving growth. So, yeah, they, they dominate the South African landscape. In the UK, their storage king operation, I think, is only number six. But they've used the skills acquired in South Africa to to increase their utilization in the UK. It's been a great story.